Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We don't normally record this late in the day, Brooke. No, I know. I was like, it really interrupted my my daily quarantine depression nap. Um <laughs> I'm not as bright and bushy as usually. I don't. I mean, if you guys want, James is here. Did you guys want to play a quick round of zip zap zap? Oh my god! We could get yeah. We could do some sort of exercise to get you going. I mean, you know, zip zap zap is universal. I don't want to make fun of or light of tragedies uh, that happened last week. But, you know, some of those groups, some of those hate groups could have done some zip, zap, stop before they stormed the camp. I know. <laughs> I I also like was like, hey, guys, you know what's more fun and um, technically you get into less trouble uh, is joining improv, you know? Um, <laughs> get into some improv classes, everybody. If, You're- you, if you white guys got opinions, join an improv <laughs> class. Look, I I do a lot of improv and I I um I could see myself just as easily like storming something with my improv buddies, you know. I don't know what it would be. It would probably be an Applebee's, but right. still you it would know. be like it'd be like a basket of mozzarella sticks. Let's be, oh my let's god, face it. give me a break. Yeah, no. If you're in an improv team, what you're gonna do is a flash mob. That's as crazy as of a mob as you're gonna do. Is you're gonna surprise someone during their proposal. <laughs> it's true it's true you're going to generate a lot of ideas and then as the group work them out on a stage in about 25 minutes and then that's it oh god well you guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. And joining us. And you, yeah, you know him. You love him. Once again, uh, sitting in on the old pod, I got Mr. James Dunn. Gals, thanks for having me. This is great. I'm excited about today's topic. I'll let you unfold that one, but it's an exciting one. And uh, it's always to be back uh, on the Sidework Podcast. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, we are very happy to have you. What a week. Brooke, Brooke, wake up. Brooke, I know. Wake up, Brooke. I know. I told you I'm afraid that the COVID's setting in. I don't know where I got it, though. It doesn't make sense. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> Maybe it is. You're like, you took a nap, you're groggy, and you got up and you're like, do I have COVID? Everything. <laughs> everything now because now the realm of possibility like i can't even deal 
with the like even a hangover, which is at the you know my own hands. It's my own fault. The next day, I'm like, oh my god, COVID, and it's like, no, you had 14 <laughs> cocktails last night. It's not COVID, Brooke. Um, my mom, when she came down with COVID, because uh, she partied really hard with my brother while she was visiting him, she thought. She had a hangover and she had raging COVID-19 because she was like, I've never felt this bad. She's like, I've never had a headache like this and, and like completely lose my taste and smell. I really went hard last night. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just going to keep eating cheese fries until I can taste them. I know. And this hangover goes away. I don't know. I've gotten pretty drunk on Malort before and lost my sense of taste and smell. <laughs> yeah, so. that like numbs your whole everything. And it's like uh, drinking Malort and smoking menthols. Like everything goes away. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Ugh. Maybe I maybe I am feeling a little weird because I have uh, started dry January really late in the game. Um, it is now wet and wild. It was wet and wild January, and now we're drying it out a little bit, which means I'm like having like a cocktail. Sean, Sean, we were watching TV last night, and I was just sitting there like. This is so boring. And I was being like really disagreeable about what to watch. And he's like, oh, God. And he went and made me a Jack and Coke and was like, just can you fucking fix yourself? And I was like, yay. (laughs) Nothing's fun without alcohol. Just go take a shower. I'll bring you a cocktail while you're in there, babe. Just like get it together. I don't know. Um, I don't have a problem. Do I, babe? (laughs) I, you know, I'm not doing, I'm doing more dry hump January. You I know? like That's that. more my speed. I like it. Um, yeah. It's, you know, make it keeps things fresh. With with you know? uh, with your pillow or with your husband? Uh, what's the difference <laughs> anymore? <laughs> I love it. I love it. In the background. At this point in the game, uh, you know, what, what, am I, what am I doing? In the, in the background, <laughs> we hear a very quiet, hey. <laughs> hey uh you know just a little bit of a little bit of talk about who, side work you guys ha- have you rated have you reviewed these are things that we ask you to do every week and if you haven't done it this could be your week to do it heck yeah um, head over to apple podcast just smash that five stars leave us a review tell us tell us and then tell everybody else who reads it how much you uh, like us that would be lovely tell us you love us um thank you though i have seen some of you take action and go do that and i I like someone's review was like just listen five stars (laughs) it was like hey Brief and to the point. I like that one too. It works. Yeah, I like it too. More stuff like that. For sure, for sure. I, le- uh, I, left, you, Patreon. I left you guys a five-star review. And then after I did it, I just looked into my computer and did that dance from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, like, yeah. I was just like. Or you tucked it? I t- you tucked I it back? I tucked it and I listened to Goodbye Horses Goodbye by Q Lazarus. Horses. Just because it felt me with. Such it filled me with such a sense of purpose. Awooga. Uh the Patreon, you guys, it's out there. It is waiting for you to join it. Um, one new member to shout out. We got Bridget Fleming. Hey Bridget. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Um, all sorts of fun levels, all sorts of fun stuff going on uh behind the lock Patreon screens. <laughs> For you to open up and unveil for yourself. That'd be pretty fun, Brooke, right? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, more ideas coming your way in 2021. You know, <laughs> just assuming that government and society and the grid doesn't come falling down in the next week. But uh, <laughs> if there's still functioning internet, we're going to make stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think we got it. We'll piece something together yes. in a lab and we'll send it your way. You if, know, if the grid comes down, we will start making a zine. So send us your home addresses and we will mail you a zine. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, should we get into some headlines? I'm we all it? for it. Let's go. Oh, Great. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Jay Leno. Oh, headlines. Uh, you do it, James. It's, Introduce the headlines. You know, here we go. It's time for a little bit of headlines. Uh, out of Eater, San Francisco. So there's a new California law uh, that just passed. So Grubhub, Postmates, DoorDash, right. all these fucking delivery apps, which take so much money from restaurants, um, were basically listing restaurants without their permission. Right. This has this been going on. This has been going on pre-pandemic. Like this has been yep. happening for a long time. Yep. So, you know, what you're having here is people are making orders for like bars, for restaurants, and then delivery drivers show up and they're like, where's the orders? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I never, ever signed up for you or signed up for this and they're like well too bad and we're taking your money so where and then when people don't get their orders guess who they blame well right yeah blame who's, who's getting the, the bad review exactly they blame the bar so there is so much of an uptick of people hating this people complaining about this that there was legislation born that then was passed um, and took play and then and then it went in on January 20th. So basically, like you have to get consent now. Like all of these delivery platforms have to there has to be consensual delivery situation happening. So I, I, and this is just California. So hopefully this will like continue through the country, you know, is all we can hope for. What I'm seeing in the article makes sense because I think I've seen this on my behalf too. Where I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what a bunch of jerks or whatever. Not fully knowing how nefarious this practice is. Um, there is an owner from an Oakland bar called Eli's uh, Mile High Club. And basically, he's like, yeah, we never partnered with the app. And then what the app does is this is what kills me. The app goes back to the customer and says they refused your order. Mm -hmm. and, and like, God, that makes, you know, psychologically speaking, that just enrages a customer. It's super fucking shady and dark. They're also like you they're they're publishing like incorrect out of date menus with like different yep. like prices or like items that might not even be on the menu anymore. It's it just seems so illegal to be doing that to begin with. It's also right. it's also in these apps best interest to not do this because all it does is it gum up the works. Like why not streamline mm -hmm. you why not streamline your business model? Why not say, you know, let's police this in some sort of way so we don't... That's an, the person who's waiting well, at this could be doing actual, you know, work. Well, it, it, it took actual service industry versus stupid tech bro dudes who've never worked a day of their life in a restaurant. Let's be clear about that, number one. Guarantee the yes. people who run these sites and who created them are the recipients of takeout only and have never, ever lent a fucking minute of their time or effort to working in a restaurant. So it's taken a huge backlash and probably years of complaints lobbied against them from restaurant owners to get it fixed. Cause I can imagine it's only worse than ever during a time when we're told to stay home. 
Totally. Exactly. Yeah. When like you're getting so inundated with to go orders, like it took it took a fucking pandemic for oh, like yeah. this to change. Also, I think I just woke up. The anger. I yeah. mean, just, yeah. no, just actually. Sorry. Sorry. My anger toward delivery apps pulled me out of my nap coma. I was like, <laughs> anger, yeah. anger shall set you free. It always you know, does. What I, what I really hope develops from this is like is like new, more like grassroots delivery systems. Like maybe maybe four or five restaurants could like team up together and have their own little delivery system since it's so hard to like have it individually. Maybe that's something that could happen. You know? Yeah. That's a great idea. And actually. just in general, too, there are, you know, on top of the parasitic shitty delivery apps for your takeout you know obviously the whole market of getting your groceries is is a terrible racket as well and more ethical versions are popping up i'm gonna check out one that's supposedly a lot better um called dumpling.com so i'm not sure where it's oh, yeah, offered I've heard of them yeah but they're newer and you know i think the deal with them too is if you get into a groove with them the whole point is to get used to like trying to order a few days in advance versus people who are like i need my groceries yesterday and you know which is like this is not how this is working right now in this no. time right. and place um which lesson learned also i was like i really don't want to go into a store right now but i only realized in this moment that i'm out of food and just was like shit you can't get groceries delivered or even picked up anywhere for like 48 hours out no way Do it's like a whole process yep. they also don't like shopping online i hate it i hate store. it they always send me the version of the thing i didn't want and i'm like why do i even i try? hate to be a that fucking person but like i ordered light sour cream and they fucking <laughs> replaced it with fat free fucking sour cream yeah. I mean, and as someone who loves sour cream i'm would i'm like just give me the full fat like why would you why would anybody make fat free sour cream i know it's so petty and no. shitty and dumb no no but it's, it's like I, it's it like it hurts me I, and I, you know the I only pleasure that. we've had most of quarantine was at least to be skilled killer grocery shoppers you know I ordered uh, grapefruit juice the other day and got diet grapefruit juice, which I didn't know, <laughs> which I didn't know existed. <laughs> I didn't know diet grapefruit juice existed. But I will tell you this, me and since we're sort of talking about the uh, online grocery ordering, me and Jasmine ordered uh, a, a fairly sizable uh grocery order the other day i went to pick it up they verified it got my name and everything i get home it's the wrong order oh i i open the back of my car and there's a 24 pack of corona light (laughs) there was just a suitcase full of cocaine in the trunk i was like uh so i called him and i was like they messed up and i was like okay they were like, can you bring this back? And I was like, uh, can I bring it back tomorrow? Put everything in the fridge. And then I was like, what do you, <sighs> basically the conversation got around to what are you going to do with it? And they're like, well, we're going to throw it all away. And I was like, what? I'll so, keep the Corona. So I, I refused to take it back. I called and I talked to the store manager. Like I kept going up the. Were you like, I'll take this to a food bank. Like, I, I said, I, I was like, can I take it to a food bank? Can I do whatever? And so the guy who was talking to me said, no, long story short, I called the store manager. They said, keep it, sir. And we'll uh, refill your actual order 
don't worry about it. So I ke- we ended up keeping the groceries ourselves, but I did make a $150 donation to the Burbank Temporary Aid Center. Great. You're a good, uh, great. You're a good man. Because I, it just was like the karma of it. I was like, I am not taking this back to get thrown away. No, hell, yeah, yeah. hell no. That's really, ugh. can I, also, can I, you, oh, I was going to say, can I, this just, <laughs> again, not trying to be petty. It's just, <laughs> there's also a difference when men grocery shop uh, on the app versus women. And every time I've had a guy, it's like, oh my God, it's like I saw my fucking boyfriend to go shopping, you fucking idiot. Like, I don't mean it, like not my <laughs> current boyfriend at the moment. He's great. But I had ordered a bag of potatoes and the guy brought and by the way this driver's name was manure i don't even know how to pronounce that but manure brought me one potato and i was like who (laughs) eats one potato (laughs) maybe they're judging us with our full orders maybe the one potato maybe the fat free sour cream maybe the fucking Diet, diet grapefruit, grapefruit is because juice. these 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 guys think we're just a bunch of fatties and we need less calories. They just look at our whole order and they're like, I'm going to start making decisions for these fucking assholes. Look at the other shit this bitch bought. We're giving her one potato. She's out of control. <laughs> My name is Manure and I approve this message. <laughs> Everything that Manure brought me was wrong. I was so upset. And when you're like that and your name's Manure, I'm coming for you, bro. Um, Because I tip well. I tip really well and I don't change it. I tip well even when you bring me an idiot bag of food. But like if Manure has like a card under it, it says like, if you smelt it, I dealt it. Like Constantly dealing it. Where's my Starbucks? All right, next headline, you guys, uh, jumping on in. Uh, I thought this one would be like fun. I mean, not fun, but I just seeing how uh, New York City is is working its way through outdoor dining through the winter. Um, there's all sorts of different uh, structures, and if you guys refer to your outline, I've posted some lovely photos for you to take a look at. I looked at them. I think they are absolutely magical. They've done a really think, good job. I think it is so charming. To me, like, you really have to look at this um, to to know what we're talking about. But I really feel like I would eat in one of those zipped up bubble tents and feel, <laughs> and feel somewhat, I mean, I guess getting in and out of it is a different story. But, like, it, <laughs> it looks it looks really safe. Yeah, these zip up bubble tents, like bubble tents. So there's yurts and tents and sheds and cabanas and fucking a lot going on because New York can still have outdoor dining like L.A. cannot. But, you know, even even the bubbles, which look like the like the infrared saunas, like a giant like portable infrared sauna. It looks like that's what you're zipped inside of. But the host is even saying, like, we have a warm bubble like waiting for you. Your warm bubble will be ready in 10 minutes. Like this is the kind of verbiage that's being used. Um, so I'm curious. I'm curious if they created a brand new position on the staff um, who just zips and unzips the bubbles so that the <laughs> server can get in and out with a tray of food. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> how I'm yep. I'm immediately looking at this from a server's perspective. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's true. There, there should be like a zipper steward that Hello. like is in charge of this. Hello, my name is Gre- One- my my name is Greg. I'll be your server for the evening, and this is Dustin. <laughs> He'll be your zipper if you ever need Technician. to go in or out of your bubble tent. Please clap loudly twice. And Dustin will come. It's so that's like one of them. There, uh, a ramen shop in Brooklyn has has sheds that are. It looks basically yep. like kind of like a, a a shitty leaky a lean to ceiling. I actually shed. Yeah, even those shitty leaky ones, I think are char- there's something charming about those too. Oh, just being in it right now, and that's the consensus of the 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 author of this article is basically like I couldn't be happier to be inside this tiny leaky shed in Brooklyn yeah. eating ramen. Um, the yurts are delightful looking. The yurts are hilarious. All- they're like, um, which which section do I have tonight? And they're like, you have the yurts in the high desert this evening. Um, you've got those three yurts tonight. Are your section? They're prefix yurts too. They're it's all a prefix. Oh, yurt. Well, it's that's like one hundred twenty five dollars. I know, right? That's smart. and it makes more sense to like get through it to be like, here's a yurt. Like here's your uh, yeah. You don't have to worry about ordering. It's all you sit down and you know everything that's going to come out for you. Well, right. I because how is your table supposed to get your attention? You know, otherwise. Right. So it, it's. I am again. I I'm loving this, but I am. Totally devil's advocating, you know, as a server, like you can't see a goddamn face or soul or person. And so, yeah, it makes sense that it's like this is what's coming to you because we don't have the ability to anticipate your needs because we can't see you inside your sea shanty. Unless you're they're giving you flashlights and you have to make uh, shadow puppets. I was going to say, yeah, just press this button and your yurt will shoot a, a light into outer space. I also say your yurt, your yurt will shirt. So those, those two, those, the yurts are the first ones where I'm like, okay, no open flames in the yurt because no. I see, I see that being a little dangerous. Um, those look a little flammable. You know, we've seen the greenhouses, but there's, there's cabanas, which are, which are really fun as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, My- it's, it's all very interesting. They got to do something to keep it going. Well, uh, here's my favorite thing. Here's my favorite thing is a centuries old uh, template. So they're low tables called a uh, kotatsu, which is a Chinese thing. So it's basically like an open air um, eight booth restaurant and that the floor is heated. And then there's a blanket that you like tuck yourself into. They're saying like, imagine it's like sitting in an outdoor hot tub with your clothes on, but without getting wet. And basically, like, the way that the slats are structured above you, like, blocks the wind. Yeah, those places look amazing. I'm looking at it right now. That place looks amazing, too, especially with a heated floor. I mean, it just looks... And there's partitions in between each sort of sitting sitting area. It looks just... It actually, in a way, looks more warm and inviting than your typical, you know, like, you know, dining experience. Um, Yeah, it's super cozy looking. I really wish that all of three of us could descend on all these outdoor dirty experiences in New York. Could you imagine? We I'm, fucking shut that fucker down. No way. So I'm sorry. I, I again. I'm like, I'll, I'll be picking up the carryout. This whole dining situation looks like Skid Row in L.A. to me. 
and uh, I hope I hope that they donate all these materials to unhoused people. I mean, it's just all this is wild. I know that they're yeah. pay- paying for their own stuff to make it work, but like, wow, this is yeah. it's more of my overall sadness towards just how bad this whole thing. As cute as I think <laughs> these play, as cute as I think these places are, I actually completely agree with your point of view as well. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I just think it, it, it's innovative and interesting, but it's it's terribly depressing at the same. Right, right, and that's all I mean is I'm like, I, whatever they have to do to make a buck, but like, what what next? You know, it's like send these mm-hmm. restaurants and these servers their bailouts like ASAP. <laughs> Well, Andrea, as always, headlines are never ending with the surprises and fun. Um, let's move on in to some server submitted stories. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, ladies, I'm going through and listening to old episodes because I love the show and it makes me a 10 year restaurant industry survivor very happy to hear the collective consciousness of us all. This is about an injury that happened at one of the restaurants I worked at a few years ago. It wasn't my injury, but instead one of our dishwashers. This man was at least six foot six, 270 plus pounds. That's why a big is, dish pig. That's why, a big dish pig. Why isn't he in the <laughs> that's NFL? A prize dish, that's a prize dish pig. It didn't, you didn't consider calling the NFL? <laughs> this man was at least six foot six, 270 plus pounds. We had a shitty little employee restroom by the restaurant's office with all the appropriate accoutrement boxes of cornstarch, empty Coke bags, a toilet paper, and toilet paper that was never on the roll. Anyways, I was closing that night, and at the end of the sh- shift, I heard a loud crash from this employee's restroom. The door to this restroom was shitty and could be easily forced open. So after knocking several times and hearing no response, I forced the door open and was shocked by what I saw. This very large dishwasher was on the floor on top of a shattered sink, unconscious and bleeding from several spots on his head slash face. There was a giant hole in the wall where the sink had been prior to this redecorating and water endlessly pouring from this hole. We were able to get him to come to and the manager on duty rushed him to the hospital. He ended up being relatively okay. And a few few days later, I learned the story. He had been switching out of his swampy dishwashing shoes and into his go home shoes. And he chose to lean on the sink with both of his hands to do so. God. Naturally, the shoddily installed sink had ripped off the wall under the man's weight, and he fell face first onto the sink as it shattered against the floor. I learned from management that he was okay, but never saw him again. (laughs) (laughs) To this day... I hope it's because he sued the hell out of the restaurant, but who knows? I have another much more intense story regarding restaurant injuries. If you're interested, stay healthy. Drew. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck. Yowzers. Ah, uh, well, something um, more intense than face ripped on a sink. Yeah. 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 I wrote back, send it. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So, hey guys, hint today's topic, which we'll get to in a minute, is going to be about restaurant bathrooms, both front of house and back of house. We're going to cover them all. And if this one doesn't provide enough foreboding and uh, <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> as to why this is something we all understand, um, yeah, that guy never showed up again because they paid him off probably to not say or do or sue. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He was that injured for sure. I I, I would imagine there or at least there's got to be a workman's comp claim Ex- out of that for sure. Exactly. Or they gave him a hefty sum to not have to pay a workman's comp. Oh, that <sighs> is rough. Yeah. Like we were mostly going to talk in a little bit about, you know, the, the bathrooms that are just in general and for everyone's use. Uh, and but the, the the kitchen bathroom, that's a whole oh, other thing. Just like they described. Dude. Thank you so much for <laughs> submitting that, Drew. Uh, we've got another ser- server submitted story. All right. Hi, guys. I found your podcast through the last podcast network. And you guys were my most binged podcast on Spotify wrap up. The stories you guys tell me make both my wife and I feel like we aren't alone. Although after 13 years of working in the restaurant industry, last year I finally stepped away after completing my plumbing apprenticeship in the local union. My wife, I know, right? Congrats. My wife, however, still deals with the hell of being a waitress in a summer tourist town on the Jersey Shore, which was especially terrible during a pandemic. We both met there as teenagers and have been dealing with insane customers ever since. I could write a book on the amount of insanity that has occurred there. For example, a car driving into the side of the building and us still serving lunch and dinner with a gaping hole in the restaurant wall (laughs) to a domestic dispute where a nipple was lost and the police and paramedics arrived on the scene. Okay, pausing for that one real quick. So to at least give you a taste of the insanity of what happens in a 90-year-old fish restaurant, I will share the following. Working a slow lunch shift in the spring is normal. The small staff, usually two waitresses and two fish market staff along with the kitchen. This place sounds delicious, by the way. Watch the morning game shows and daytime talk shows with our customers who are all about an average age of 75. That sounds so fun. Oh, God. (laughs) On this day, we had a slightly younger couple come in for lunch, most likely mid-40s, and they sat down at a table near the window. We only have 14 tables total, so it's hard not to notice everyone in the building. The man and woman seemed friendly enough and placed their orders. At this point, the woman proceeds to head to the bathroom with her purse. She seemed to be in the bathroom for a very long time before she then returned to her table with a towel around her neck and her head covered in hair dye. (gasps) She and her <laughs> she and her companion were served lunch and she proceeded to eat it with a head full of hair dye in the middle of a restaurant. When she finished, she got up to return to the bathroom when we stopped her and said she could not wash hair dye out in our tiny bathroom sink. She went ballistic. She started complaining, asking, what do you expect me to do? (laughs) And it's beginning to burn my head. I need to rinse it off. (laughs) When I once again told her no, one of the older staff members who had waitressed there for close to 30 years told the woman there was a river behind the restaurant (laughs) and to feel free to rinse her head off there. (laughs) Needless to say, they quickly left, leaving little to no tip and arguing with the waitress all the way out the door. Godspeed and good tips, Dave. 
Oh my fucking god. People that's, are That's a new one. That is a new animals. one. Animals. That is I I this might be for me the most stunned I've been so far by a customer. I'm I'm floored. <laughs> I was like, is this lady going to the witness protect or protection program or does she need to skip town? Did she rob a bank and she needs to change her hair? No, she likes like, to save time. So what? She's just it like, takes a I do it here and I do it there. What the fuck, everybody? I need to know more about this woman just in general outside of this story. The story be damned. Now I need to know Who everything about Jersey. <laughs> How does she think? What is she thinking about right now? What I wonder, else I wonder- is she okay doing in public? I don't even I- want to know. I wonder if this is the same woman, I swear to God, I saw lather up both legs and shave at a public pool when I was like like no. 15. Yeah, she lathered up no both. Way. She dipped her razor in the water and shaved <laughs> both of her legs. <laughs> I was like, what? I, oh, this is such a good intro to how disgusting people are in restaurant bathrooms. Like, oh, yeah. So um, real quick, thank you, as always, for sending your server submitted stories. These have been the most on the nose lead into an episode we've ever had ever. Uh, if you want to submit stories about weird shit that you've seen happen in your restaurant bathroom, et cetera, et cetera, we think we've cracked open a new Pandora's box. <laughs> here with this yeah so (laughs) feel free to email us at sideworkpod at gmail.com okay so back in okay getting into it guys topic Uh, of the day here we go we all gotta do it we all gotta pee uh but we think that there's a lot more than just relieving yourself that goes into bathrooms at restaurants and bars Oh, God, you guys. I mean, the movies have made this place like a refuge. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean like when you watch a movie, it's always like the real like, let me tell you a secret. Meet me in the powder room. Or like, um, I need to go to the restroom and like compose myself. Or you've got Mrs. Doubtfire changing a bunch in there. Cue James's impression of Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean... Bathrooms are represented as like a refuge, but and they kind of are, you know, I I mean, I've certainly gone to the bathroom with all my girlfriends at restaurants and bars before. It's a thing, you know, well, in in a bar, especially or like if you're on a double date, but you're on the date with the new guy and your girlfriend's like, hey, um. Come help me fix my dress in the bathroom. And then you oh, get in yeah. there and they're like, so how's it going with Jerry? You know, and um, <laughs> it's you've gone on so many double dates with someone named Jerry. But, it's like uncanny. But um, can I say f- like from right here, like all of this stuff is true, but this is about as milk toast and innocent a representation as there is when it comes to. The nonsense that goes down in restaurant and bar bathrooms. <laughs> so mm-hmm, we're going to mm-hmm. break it down. It, we were like, this is a whole topic. This could be two parts long, but we're going to we're going to keep it one. <laughs> just one episode on this. So, yeah, let's just do a little warning. If you guys don't like to talk about poop and pee and vomit and piss and shit and all that stuff, don't keep listening. But because it's going to happen and, <laughs> and lose my number. <laughs> 
Um, I think just up top, we can talk about like men's restrooms versus women's restrooms. Well, that's definitely a really obvious one. And there are, you know, there are a lot of arguments on how women's restrooms look far more uh, egregiously attacked at times than a men's restroom does. Because like the men, yeah, the whole thing is they miss the urinal and blah, blah, blah. But like women go crazy. Like, because like you're saying, but like, someone might be in there shaving their legs in the toilet or dyeing their hair or God knows what. And yes, and they yes, also but- miss the seat. Like women piss all over toilet seats. Let's be honest. They may piss all over toilet seats, but have you ever seen a turd on top of a toilet seat? <laughs> and all yes. your day, uh, you have? Okay. I've uh, seen it all. As have I. That makes me feel uh, better. I, from the male perspective, and I, this has truly been the situation sometimes where you go to a place and the men's restroom is essentially a shanty town <laughs> with an area that you think you're supposed to pee in. It's roughly just a corner. There's toilet paper all over the place. And, um, you know, and you don't want to touch the sink, but you got to touch your hands. And then at that same establishment, there's like one of those like Victorian couches in the women's restroom and in a restroom attendant. And you can every time the door opens, you can hear like, you know, so- soothing music, yeah. chamber music. Yes, chamber music. Um, so that situation does happen. Now, I'm not saying that women aren't filthy, disgusting people, <laughs> but <laughs> but I have those situations do exist. I, it's true, but women's bathrooms are just as disgusting. Now, I'm not saying you're gonna you're not gonna see like a, sh- a turd in a urinal, like you certainly have. <laughs> and I have heard stories of happening in men's restroom of like people full on taking shits in urinals. Uh, it, uh, it's on. I don't know, but women will tear apart, tear apart a bathroom. It's yeah. it's like because God knows what you're now you're now putting on a whole face of makeup. So now there's like foundation and lipstick all over the sink. Someone's like, oh, my mascara got smeared, like rubbing the excess on the mirror. Like I, it is. I mean, I don't want to get like too gross in it. But, you know, ladies do all the things. If you, you know, we we do the we do the number one, the number two, and then the that time of month uh, rigmarole yeah. stuff. Yeah. That is a, a whole level of domestic terrorism uh, on its own. And, you know, and then the more of the 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 trend now is unisex, right? Right. Like, uh, uh, so combine all this together. <laughs> And you see the 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 true horror show of just the whole human species. Why why why? Yeah, it really is so much to handle. There was a bar in Chicago on Milwaukee. It was like a newer, and it was like a red a red light bar. Like the whole bar was just red light the whole time, and the bathrooms were like red light too, and they were unisex and the most disgusting. I'm talking like wet floor the whole floor like an inch of whatever liquid you couldn't like see what was like clean what was like dirty so you were just it was <laughs> it was like going and taking a piss in hell basically it's, okay so clearly right now we are kind of like definitely veering toward divey un unkempt bar or ramshackle restaurant this was a brand new build no this was a brand okay. new 
Okay. Well, yes, this, this goes to show if you don't put care, if everyone of your staff is above doing any sort of, you know, bathroom duty or bathroom checks or sweeps, then yes, this is the madness that is going to, you know, unfurl as the night goes. Because here's the psychology, I think, that happens in restaurant and bar bathrooms. And I mean, you could say public bathrooms in general. Everyone's like, not my bathroom. <laughs> not my problem. Let's get wild. <laughs> I'm going to take a number three. Don't even know what that is. Oh. Not only that, I'm going to take a shit while I do a line of cocaine off this toilet. You know, I'm going to write my dad's name on the wall. <laughs> why? Just why? And so there is this, you know, just this feeling of because like your food, you are being served while you sit down. Everyone takes your plates away from you. Everyone takes this and that. And so you're like, let them clean it up. And so there is this neuroses to use more paper towels than you would ever use in your own home because you paid for it with your own money. You leave like a fucking inch of water on top of the sink, which I cannot when I'm like, what did you do? Wash your whole goddamn face and undercarriage on this sink. Like, how is there this much water? And then why is there a bunch of hair sitting in that water too? (laughs) I don't know. It People are so wild. And And the thing is, like, on the flip side, I can't be that way because I worked in, in, you know, in food service and had to be the person who would my manager would be like, please go do a bathroom check. And you're like, yep, sure thing. And you take some paper towel, dry everything off again. People like people would take apart the soap dispenser and it wasn't empty. And you're like, what are you doing? People Mm -hmm. steal toilet paper Mm -hmm. like you have to hide it. It is. Crazy. And the other thing, I'm like on a rant right now with the women's restroom. They do the thing where like if the if you line the trash can with the new plastic bag and it has no weight because one little piece of paper towel doesn't push it down, then all of a sudden you have a five foot monster of barely wet paper towel that everyone just keeps throwing and jenga in. And my biggest pet peeve, even if it's not my place of employment, I take a clean paper towel and I fucking jam it down and I compact it. Because I'm yep, like, use your, is- use your foot, get it down there. Whatever it takes, I cannot... I cannot handle people's behavior in bathrooms. I am 100% and will keep going and ranting. But like the person who says, hey, like there's something wrong with the restroom. Hey, you're out of toilet paper. Hey, this. Like I really try and be a good customer when it comes to bathroom quality control for the people working there. You're a good human, Andrea Wallace. I certainly try, man. I try because it's a jungle. It's a fucking nightmare place. It's sometimes it really is. And like so in the the bathrooms, because we were even talking about this in one of the haunted uh, restaurant and bar episodes that sometimes in the more famously haunted um, establishments, the bathrooms hold some of the wildest, uh, you know, energy because people are wild in the bathroom. And I was just thinking, too, that like. If you don't have um, like a hidden behind the scenes employee bathroom, many times you have to use the one that is for everyone and you are yeah. only a human. And there is that weird thing where you're like, God damn it, I need to go here and cry, but I can't hold it up, especially if it's like single occupancy. So there's like a lot of crying, a lot of drama, a lot of secret phone calls, a lot of um 
like people standing there maybe anxious because they're not having a good date. Like maybe things are going really wrong and like bathrooms hold really fucking crazy energy. That's such a good point that I haven't even thought about. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, I can't use the walk in. The chef's in there crying right now. I got to go cry in the bathroom. I, I, I can count. I seriously, a number of times I've had to get up from a dinner, walk into the bathroom and I'm just like, I think I'm, I think I'm having a panic attack. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm having a great time. Tonight's been a lot of fun. Why the fuck am I having a panic? (laughs) Um, And then you have to act like, oh, uh, wash my hands again. You know, I I, uh, got dirty hands. Um, Yeah. So there's all different types of people. Uh, It's it's sort of like a island of misfit misfit toys (laughs) bathroom. People, somebody's on the bad day. Somebody's got to shit their brains out. Um, Somebody may have already shitted themselves a little bit. during dinner i've been all these people by the way um but yeah you're right you never think about the people who just are going through a thing and that is oh yeah that is their own personal place of uh, refuge it's their it's their it's their scream cave if you will um as an employee of a restaurant who you have to use the same bathroom as the customers that is a thing um, looking dead in the eye with like you come out of the stall at your table, like someone at your table is right there and you lock eyes and you're just like, hi, I think there's also a stigma. It, it's such a breaking uh, you, the fourth did, did you wall. hear your server wash their hands? Exactly. And when I am the server, I'm just like, brush, 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 scrub, scrub, scrub. I'm a surgeon who touches your food. Yes. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it, it's it, I hate that there's a stigma that like, oh, my God, my server was going to the bathroom when I went to the bathroom. Gross. And the truth is, sometimes you have to go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? And you might yeah, get you caught. can only hold it for so many hours, which we all do, by the way. We hold our urine for hours. I yeah. think I think some people honestly believe that like their server at a young age has their wiener hole and butthole sewn shut <laughs> and they are not allowed to, to go to the bathroom. Um, right. Or that they really think it should be, you know, out of sight. And the truth is I've worked in so many small New York establishments where it's literally like, no, that's that. Those are for the line cooks and we don't go back there. Server yeah. servers not allowed. And why would you want to go back you there anyway? Right, exactly. Let's be honest. You know, we already had the stories talking about the employee bathroom, but it's like, again, bro, what is it? There's a mop bucket in the yep. corner with, you know, that's probably got the cabbage water that's going to make Irish, Irish egg rolls, rolls later. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, again, there's a shitty leaky sink. Uh, that toilet never gets cleaned. Let's no. be honest. No. Ugh. Like you might have some, I don't know why, but you know, I, I just feel like like the the line cooks are back there shaving, you know, for some reason. <laughs> There's just beard hair everywhere. It doesn't lock no, for some reason, no. like because it's either broken or that privilege has been lost. And then it also doubles as like the changing room. Yes. Ugh. So it's very, it's very much out of our control that we have to use the civilian bathroom. And we yeah, don't we don't true. pleasure in it, you know? No, and a lot of these bathrooms, and because most kitchens are male dominated, these employee bathrooms are male dominated and they're gonna smell <laughs> like a urinal cake as well. 
It's so, it's so crazy. Um, so yeah, so just, just for anyone who listens and you know, how they're like, I never worked in the service industry, but I always learn things like, please know that that's not usually our choice is to be like seeing you guys out in the wild face to face in the powder room. It's not a nice feeling. (laughs) Nobody wants that guys. Old ass plumbing is a real thing. Also, if you work, if you work at an establishment that might have a water closet, you know, like uh-huh. maybe you, maybe you have the one, the one lone water closet in a teeny tiny, beautiful little restaurant um, that probably has a sign that says like, do not flush anything yeah. <laughs> in this toilet fucking, at all. Fucking listen to that sign. Listen to that sign. That sign applies to you. Okay. Personally. <laughs> Don't put paper towels in there. It's, it, okay, I'll give you a scenario. I've worked at a restaurant before where I have had to go in and chop up a turd. <laughs> I've had to go in and chop up a turd with, uh, a, you know, whatever. I can't remember what I found, but I chopped up a turd in toilet paper because somebody stuffed up the only toilet in the place, which is a bad idea. One toilet. Uh, but... Um, I've had to like, and then I have had to put on a rubber glove and put my hand in there and pull turds and paper towels <laughs> out. And then, you know, I wash my, I wash my hands like Brooke said, like a, like a surgeon, but still that's the sort of thing you just can't wash off. You know, <laughs> you can't, you can't wash it out of your brain. You can't wash it out of your eyes. You know, you can't wash it off your soul. It is. And it's like people, it's like there isn't a dedicated plumber who's just there every, you know, night of service. It's us. You're doing this to us. Someone Mm -hmm. has to take care of it. Yes, absolutely. You know, and yeah, it is. It is a horror show. And what happens is most people are so scared of toilets. <laughs> this is about to become a plumbing podcast instead. I highly suggest everyone learning just a few plumbing basics around a toilet. Because if you're that person with the fear where you just made the whoopsies, you know, the, the civilian solution is what James said, is they will basically take any other object in the bathroom, maybe the plant and the planter, they will start shoving it in the toilet it so yes. you can't see the turd they left behind it's true they just layer as much stuff on top of that turd as they can leave it for the next person and, and then the next person is like do i pee and poop and then put more <laughs> paper on this is that how the game is played yeah exactly is this what we're doing now there's also there's also speaking of plumbing have you guys ever gone to a place like been a regular at a place and the entire time you've been a regular at the place one of the pissers or shitters has been like had black tape on it or caution tape on it. Like in 10 years, they haven't fixed this one. Fix this one. Oh, there's, there's this, yeah. Called the, there's this place called the Hidden Cove in Chicago. Oh my God. They have one toilet there. And the only reason is, is because one of those toilets, I personally feel out of the laziness they have never fixed the other one it's always been i went there for 10 12 years <laughs> like it was always broken 
it's like Always. turn it into a pantry just something at this point this is exactly. ridiculous and they always do the move where they take the, the big industrial garbage bag and wrap it over and then duct tape the bottom you know yes and there's always yeah. someone who's yeah. gonna pee on it but anyways absolutely um, someone's gonna get in there and take a shit on that that's a, a, a fact you know and then other bar Bars that we hung out at with the most disgusting, like holes in the wall and like waterfalls inside the holes. <laughs> like, <laughs> those are real things that existed. Cafe Bong Ho, another bar in Chicago, one of the most disgusting bathrooms I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's like you you would never even want to like sit on the toilet because I think there I think the toilet was like the porcelain was cracked. Like you, you could probably like cut your ass <laughs> on it. Like if you weren't careful. Uh, and I think this is just they're like, what's the point? These animals are going to destroy this anyway. <laughs> That's the thing is like is like we do try and establish nice things, but people can't handle the nice things, you know, and and it's expensive to constantly replace plumbing toilets to fix your plumbing for the whole place. OK, my friend Jim, who uh, opened a bar here in downtown L.A., can I read? I was like, I was like, do you have any stories from what? happen you know like in terms of your bathroom <laughs> like the minute you open a bar I was like I'm sure you've got a few stories he's like he's like uh yeah yeah uh I I can go into a more detail later but here's a few off the top of my head and then just <laughs> sent me a wall he says dude punched every single framed photo we had in the Bernadette's bathroom broke all the glass cut his hand bled all over the floor shoved the pics into the toilet is the first week they were open. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, okay, day one during grand opening of the of the bar, lady came in, locked herself in the bathroom for twenty minutes. Grand opening, stuffed a bunch of paper towels into the toilet, then left. Next day at noon, the paper towel wad clogs the building's main, and all toilets in both bathrooms flooded. Had to shut down the bar. Completely warped our floorboards. Holy shit. He's like, and then he says, and this goes into a different, like, that's what we've talked about so far. But like a dude goes into the bathroom. 30 seconds later, the fire alarm system starts going off. I run to the bathroom, throw the, throw the door open, yell at the dude. You smoking in here? He looks at me for a beat with panic in his eyes, then coughs. <coughs> nope. As he ex exhales a giant vape cloud and runs away. <laughs> and then he said also someone ate packaged ham in there like a week after we opened and just discarded a plastic container of what was once filled with deli ham. <laughs> I you know that insane. one that one uh, I won't laugh about because ham addiction is real. <laughs> <laughs> That is a real thing, people. Yeah, they call that hamming. It's like a whole fetish thing where people go into restaurants and bar bathrooms to shove ham in their face. I, it's a whole thing. I, I have a video of me from about 10 years ago heating up some ham on a spoon, <laughs> pulling it gently into a syringe and sticking it, <laughs> sticking it right into my neck. What are people... What are people thinking? No, I'm serious. I need help. We should turn the corner into like now it's after hours and we've got people fully raging on drugs, drink, oh, misbehavior. Yeah. And so then obviously we're in the chapter of sex, drugs and rock and roll. And where does it all happen? What's the epicenter? 
is the fucking bathroom. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, one thing that I think kind of kept it in check, once again, talking about Chicago, is a lot of places that you wouldn't even expect in Chicago had bathroom attendants. Um, yes. And like some, like even like dives had them and there were always like really cool men in my case, but I, I think most of the women's restrooms had them as well. They were always like really nice people, people, affable people. And I think for the most part, the majority of those bathrooms were kept really well, not because those people were cleaning up after people in there, but because it was just a, oh, I guess I can't be a total animal. <laughs> there- yeah, it was almost like a babysitter, a bathroom babysitter. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, because um, it's like if they don't have a whole setup with mints, combs, tampons, hand lotion, and a tip jar, then yes, they're in there to make sure you don't tear the place to shreds. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some some yeah, like sure. some like business dude just had a wonderful dinner. He's taking a leak, and then he's like, "You know what? I wonder what it would be like to smear my shit everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then he looks over his shoulder and he sees. Blaine like about to yeah. wipe with a handful of turds <laughs> not, and he's like oh not today Jerry not today <laughs> uh, Brian worked at this like really weird uh, establishment that was like it was Marshall McGeary's it was like cigarettes like own it was like they hand rolled cigarettes and it was a bar that place is and really it was cool in, I like it was really cool but it was really a strange weird place it was like a coffee shop slash bar slash bar but really they were there to sell cigarettes and you could smoke there but like the heroin like crap took a hold of it in wicker park and i'm quite certain that they would spend massive amounts of time shooting up in the bathroom there like order coffee and then one by one they'd all take turns like doing heroin in the bathroom which is a very real thing people often flock to public restrooms to do hardcore drugs you know that's why like places like starbucks have to have like is it narcan yeah, uh, Narf, Narf, oh, yeah. yeah Narcan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to have that on hand because people go into the bathroom to yeah, and just get fucked Shoot up. Shoot up. Uh, yeah. It's really scary. And I mean, right, because I'm like, because of all of us and our terrible behavior over all the years, there's a reason when you're out shopping or doing errands and you're like, I'm going to piss my pants. I'm just going to pop into this restaurant. Can I use your restroom? They're like, nope, get fucked. Um, it's because we've completely, ru- I, it, even if you're a nice looking lady, you know, pe- we've learned our lesson because we're terrible, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. so rare that, especially in New York City, forget it. If you, I, I mean, I, that's why we, there's like a secret map that we all circulate of the restrooms you can sneak into in New York City because it is literally impossible because it is just well known that you are either going into that bathroom to make it your new home and lock yourself inside and never come out, you know, or OD on drugs. Yeah. Or, or you know, and then here we go. There's drugs. Let's go to sex. People boning in, people this, boning in bathrooms. This I didn't have like personally a lot of st- Stories, me, I am so proud to say I, I, I don't, I can't, I've never boned in a bathroom. I am fine with that. Uh, I stand by that. Maybe I'm missing out in life, but I just, because I know how gross bathrooms are in restaurants, seeing it firsthand, I was like, I don't want to get boned in a bathroom, but everyone else seems to love it. I mean, I, I mean I've like made out in okay. a bathroom, but like, I've just, yeah, no, yeah, I don't, I don't want my bare lady parts to maybe hit like the edge of the sink yeah. where all the yeah. gross people have been, been doing yeah. whatever they do. 
Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. run screaming into a bathroom to rub one out really quick? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally different situation because I can keep it clean. If we're going to say the rock and roll part of this, I'm going to say that's barf. That's vomit. That's in yes. that like, you know, and like all I can say is it's a good night if people made it to the bathroom to throw up because usually they'll just be sitting at their table and be like, uh oh, <laughs> just like in the middle of the venue. So it's a good night if you've made it to the bathroom. I do feel like that's the night where like it's the night like jumps the shark is like when you when when the bathroom smells like vomit or there was visible vomit or it's just a lot. Jesus Christ. People are terrible. Um, I, I've had to clean up vomit in bathrooms for sure. It's so and you just have to grin and bear it. And you just, and I have a gag reflex and. What are you gonna do? I'll t- I'll take that any day. I will I'll clean up the vomit over going to chop up chop up dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that a lot of bars, especially bars that are known for raging in specific neighborhoods, there has to be barf protocol at these places. They have yeah. the supplies. They have supplies. It's when they get the weird minty, chalky, you know, stuff thrown over it. Um, you know, or, or maybe they not like what which I've suggested like preemptively, if you know your regulars and their habits, you give them like a big adult feed bag that they wear like around the front like a bib and it collects their own vomit. And then they can go <laughs> throw it out themselves. Um bath bathroom. <laughs> you can afford those fancy new barf bags. Those are fancy, by the way. Well, Andrea, you know, um bathroom floors are a great place to take a two-hour nap by accident, which uh, I did uh, at Martyrs in Chicago many, many years ago. They're uh, nice and cool, typically. Yes. It felt great. You know, I learned my lesson. You got to eat something if you're going to drink some uh, dark ales and do a shot or two of uh, some Jameson. Blah, Brookie blah. went to bed for a few hours, and it was like at an NPR event. So it, it yeah. was... It wasn't rock and roll, but I was. Um. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of a themed bathroom. I'm a huge fan. Uh, a bathroom that is like fun and entertaining to go into. Oh, man. No. Um, this made off the me, top of my head. Yeah. This made me so excited to talk about it because like it is a part of the restaurant that most of the time every customer is going to make a quick trip to. So it's like make it memorable. Like if it can't be the cleanest, make it memorable. Um, that That's also I mean, this might be a good opportunity to talk about like have you guys ever been to a place that just a bathroom that just knocked your socks off that you were just like, Oh my God, this is clean and cool. I always heard room. I always heard rumors that the, uh, the women's restroom, I never went inside the women's restroom at the signature room at the top of the Hancock center was, Oh yeah. was supposed to be like super cool, like have an amazing view. And yes, 
Yes, the views of the city, the windows are out there. I mean, you don't see it like when you're in the stall, but when you're washing your hands, you see uh, a a southern face of downtown um, in the skyline, which is pretty rad. I, uh, I mean, restrooms like that are super cool. I went in there and I pressed my bare ass against the window and I told Chicago... To eat it, I saw. Um, that. I saw that from the train. Saw I, it, yeah. I saw I that from I the train. I, there was an airline pilot who saw it, though. The moon sure. was out that night. I'll tell you what. I turned um, into a wolf. Um, <laughs> hidden hidden compartment bathrooms. There's a place in Chicago called Ruxpin uh, that you would go to, and it was you'd go in, and it was like a secret compartment. So you'd have to go in, and there was a wall, and then you'd have to like turn a hole, like chamber and it would open up and like reveal the bathroom behind it oh that's cool um in new york city in the basement of um grand central station there's uh this big famous oyster place i think it's called grand central oyster <gasps> we all went there together yes and then you, when you me and brian yes when you go into the women's restroom there is this famous couch which is a 1980s and the lounge part of it like a huge leather overstuffed set of red pursed lips which is it's just the wildest thing and it's just in this very stark white room with bright light and mirrors everywhere and you're like this is the weirdest coolest thing ever and i have to take a photo i love it i've also been in bathrooms where i come out and i'm like excuse me i need to know right now where you got that wallpaper from this bathroom's cuter than my entire apartment (laughs) or like the, the bathroom where you're like the, you wash your hands and you're like, oh my God, this is that soap that smells that the, the molten one way. brown or like, yeah. yeah. It's true. That's like a hot new thing is like restaurants will get like a signature scent made for their bathroom <laughs> only and then you can buy it there or on the website. Um, it's really fun. I, I mean, <laughs> We could keep talking and talking and well, talking and talking. The, the point is, like, the, the positives are not as long of a list. I mean, I absolutely have some favorites. Let's put it this way. It's like a really pleasant surprise when it's clean and or above your expectation um, where you're like, wow, how'd they do this? <laughs> this Gen Z, I tell you. What can't they do? You know who had the cutest bathroom was uh, Buka... Buca de Beppo. I mean, because uh, yeah. there was shit all over the walls, but then you would go in and it was like all super like vintage 50s, 60s, like girly bathroom stuff, like plastered everywhere. Um, so it was it was it was a fun, a fun, like nostalgic ride. Like just when there's kitschy shit everywhere, tiki bar bathrooms. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh my them, god. You know? Well, when they know it's divey and it's got a lot of history and it's not going to get a nice upgrade. I love when places lean into like, let's put up like old vintage Playboy pinup models all over the wall and make, you know, the powder room just be like lots of ass and titties. And I love that. And then everyone's insulting each other, inscribed in the bathroom stalls, carving into the wood, phone numbers, so-and-so's a slut. And then like the arguments that go all the way down the wall over the years. Bathrooms that like uh, will allow graffiti until it's too much, then they repaint it white and they allow it to happen over again I think is really really fun and awesome but it it can be such an oversight for so many places because it's not the highlight of of why you are out um, at a restaurant or a bar but unfortunately it's the byproduct of eating and drinking so you have to put some sort of thought into it absolutely like places that like never ever have paper towel or toilet paper stocked you're like come 
on, you know? But as women, we're smart. We usually take a few bar napkins with us just in case. Yeah, you have to You have to know what you're getting yourself into. But, you know, all this stuff just makes me nostalgic. And I, I want to go to a shitty dive bar bathroom and, and hover over a toilet seat <laughs> and full of whiskey and tequila and God knows what. Uh, <sighs> catch some bar think, crabs. Yeah, catch, catch those bar crabs. I love ranty episodes like this. And James, you're a part of them. I feel like. Oh, thanks. Well, I, I remember when you told me, hey, we're doing a, an episode on bathrooms and you're the first person who came to mind. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, it actually had hurt a lot, but I got over it and no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So you guys, if these are like really opening up your fucking memory box of all the disgusting stuff you've had to endure <laughs> as a server, as a bartender, as a fucking bus boy. Yeah, because you're sent into bathrooms as a busboy to clean up a lot of stuff. Um, please send them our way. And <laughs> we, I can't wait to read gross stuff. Just like, yeah, no, no, no. Just this. I mean, not please don't like totally gross us out, but some sh- good shenanigans like like hair dye lady, like wild stuff that shouldn't be happening in there. Uh, you know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. That's that's all we got. Brooke, do you feel awake now? I'm really awake. I'm really yeah. awake and I'm I'm probably going to be up all night now just cuz I'm just riding high off this episode. Um you guys love it. We're back in. You know, we we uh we're feeling this 2021 groove already. We got exciting nonstop ideas for episodes coming at you and as always um anything you think you'd like to hear a topic near and dear to you that you haven't heard us cover shoot it our way we love suggestions from you guys and as always the stories are just the best because then we can do episodes where we just share everything you guys have experienced and it's the most fun fun. my favorite so fun thanks Um, you guys and james i love you it's always nice just to at least see you on zoom my friend ladies thank you so much for having me back it means a lot um i really appreciate it and i appreciate you and happy new year Thank you, Happy man. Happy sir. Well, you know what we say at the end of every episode? Godspeed. Hey, and good tips, guys. We'll talk to you next week. And, you know, be kind. Just if you be a sweetie, wipe the seedy. Okay?